thekitlocker.com club series podcast. podcast. Talking everything grassroots. Welcome to another Kit Locker Club Series podcast. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on an area which should be incredibly enlightening and informative for a lot of people that are listening. We've changed the title of this about three or four times now, but I think this sums it up best, and that's grants and funding you should know about in grassroots football. So I'm joined by Ben, as always, business development manager at kitlocker.com. I'm Ollie, marketing manager at kitlocker.com. And we also have Lee and Johnny as well. Guys, I'll let you introduce yourselves and what you do, because I imagine that you've got your fingerprints on a few different things. Yeah, um, as Ollie said, Lee Edmondson, um, work at Sport Industry Research Centre at Sheffield Hallam, and play for Haworth Colliery, um, of which Johnny's the chairman at. Um, so I'm kind of coming at this from an angle where I keep my eyes open to stuff um, in the area that I work in um, and see what's good that can help the football club um, and done some work with a lot of different voluntary clubs over the years where funding obviously crops up quite a lot and um, particularly around volunteers and how they get into it, how they get funding. Um, but as I find stuff, Johnny's generally on the ball, so it's not an issue. I do, t- I do tend to have my Twitter notifications set to certain things. So um, yeah, I appreciate being asked to uh, come on chats. I'm uh, Johnny Wilson from Chairman at Arworth Colliery Football Club. Uh, been chairman, um, I think about eight years, all in told, but been involved in the football club pretty much since I was born. Uh, my dad runs the sports and social club side of things, so uh, very fortunate to have uh, a foot in both camps, both from the football side and also the sports and social club side of things, because we're very much a community-driven club, pretty much the art of the community. We're, we're not the most... Um, affluent of communities let's say but it, it, it's it's growing fast uh, and I think football and the, the the whole club will will serve a big purpose with a with a growing community really I think I think it's things are only going to get bigger and better for us I would say and having been up to uh, the facilities semi recently I can uh, that I can you know say that that is very true from seeing them, you know, f- facilities are fantastic. And yeah. looking at it from the outside, looking in, it is the heart of, you know, the community in that area. And it brings people together midweek in an evening for sport and on obviously at weekends from an entertainment side as well. So uh, really, really excited to get into this and, you know, discuss a few things which, you know, grassroots clubs don't know about, community clubs don't know about. So I guess, Ed, it's over to you. Um, I'll pause you with this question first then. I'm a grassroots football team. I don't know what a grant is, so enlighten me. Okay, so a grant essentially is some funding. Um, there's generally parts of it available, um, and essentially it's to improve the experience of those in, in, in football, basically. Um, Participation-wise, different groups. Um, it's about strengthening communities, uh, ultimately, I would say. Um, and then that 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 the, the grants are there. It's essentially money that, as a grant, you haven't got to give back. Um, and I guess the main issue is accessing them and people not knowing actually about them is probably um, one of the main issues. But on that, I would say because of the last two to three years and the growth of social media, I'd be very surprised if people didn't actually know about them now. But then they might struggle to access them because of the capacity of people working at the club so if it's one man doing everything have they got the time to spend writing funding applications do they know where to look for advice supporting documents etc etc so I, I guess yeah ultimately they're, they're a part of money to strengthen the game uh, at grassroots level and above um, which ultimately improves the communities that the, the football clubs are in and the lives and of those that are involved so there's a lot of, I think there's been a recent report actually from the FA of the social and economic benefits um, of football. I think it's about 10 billion a year. So uh, the impact of getting more people in the game can only in- in- improve things moving forward. If I'm a new club, Eddie, which are the gra- uh, grants that are the easiest to be accessible? The well, I, I think for, for this topic and, and what we're covering, um, the Football Foundation is the biggest thing. Um, it's a central, 
a central avenue basically for for clubs now um, looking to to get off the ground. Um, it's a very good and simple website, I think. Um, navigation's good. It's got a bit of a tree system, so a new club could go on there. Okay, who are we? What are we looking for? And it kind of branches you out into different things. Um, are you wanting specific pots of money, Ben, or...? Well, it depends because not all new clubs have got um, facilities. They've not got clubhouse. They've not got their own pitch. So is there access to be able to get funding? I, th- I think the, the best thing there, I think maybe even before you look at Football Foundation, then is the county of that you're affiliated to. Sure, like, that's got to be your, your number one go-to. They're there to support the clubs that are under their, their, their borders, I guess. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm just going to put in here, Eddie. I think, I think prior to that as well, um, the FA's pushed very much for all clubs to be charter standard so your club's got to be at a certain standard certain level number of clubs that then feeds in with what actual facilities do you need to be improved so we charter standard stuff in your county fa if they can back up that you may need new goalposts or you may need um let's say a barrier um around the field or something like that that's when you would then visit your football foundation. Exactly like you're saying, you can go into it and it'll direct you where you want. If it's something simple like goalposts, straight to the goalposts. And that's a very quick application. The more in-depth you get into it, which obviously means more money you're looking for, then you start to look at things like lease on your ground. How long of a lease have you got? Do you own the ground? If not, who owns the ground? How long are they going to allow you to play on it? So that's where I know a number of clubs tend to fall down because the foundation or whoever's probably not going to give money to organisations that might only be there for a year because what they're looking to do is invest for the long term. And a lot more money has come in from the football side of it through the Premier League and the FA, etc. But the big thing is, how long do you have a lease on your ground? Do you own the ground? If not, then they might just they might just throw you towards like your uh, your goal your, your goalposts, or they might help with, with balls or kit or something along those lines. The further you get into it, when you put in firm structures in place, is have you have you have your lease information? That that's one of, that's one of the key things. Certainly, like I say, the more the more money you're looking to 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 not to not to borrow, but the more look, money you're looking to spend. That, that is the key one, really. Yeah, yeah. So, taking this a step back, uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty of uh, the where, what, and, and how, if I'm looking at it from, I've got not, not, in, not a lot of education or understanding of this area, if you're applying for a grant and you're successful in getting that grant, does it have to be spent in a certain way? Are you obliged to spend it in a certain area? When... Do you, do you want to go ahead or? Well, I was just going to say, just from kind of a neutral perspective on it, is when you're applying for said grant, there's generally a brief and criteria that you're applying for that grant so that it has to be spent in a specific way. Okay. And, and I believe we're in a, in a time frame. Is that right, Johnny, normally? You normally have yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, um, it, it, it depends exactly what it's for, um, but it would normally be within the year that you're looking to get that money spent. Um, it's Eddie's exactly right with what he's saying. You you couldn't just go in and apply and say, "Oh, I need two thousand pound." There's two thousand pound. They they will give you a criteria of what you work to. If it's goalposts within, um, you would they would normally ask you to get free invoices, free quotes. Sorry, um, and then once you've purchased them, obviously they're going to go with the lowest quote. Once you've purchased them you've then got to show your proof that you've actually purchased those goalposts. So it's not a case of receiving the money. Oh, nice one. Let's, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not saying certain clubs would, but it, it, it's, it has to be spent on what you have actually applied that money for. If you cannot prove you have done that, then I, I've never been in that position. I don't know if you would have to give the, 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 the grant back, but I, it would certainly look uh, hellishly bad going for any further funding, let's say. Yeah. And I think that's probably the, that's the, you know, the assumption that I think that a lot of clubs would make 
but that's good to know that that's um, you can't just bank the money and sit on it for a rainy day kind of thing. Oh no, no, no. And no, in, and, and, and 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 in the main, you will only be able to get up to seventy five percent of um, what you're applying for, um, and they basically they they want you to go and prove that you've tried to look at exactly what things cost, exactly. If something's £2,000, where am I going to get £500 from? Is that going to be raised by a raffle? Is that going to be raised by gate takings? Is that going to be raised by a sportsman's evening? The more you can prove that you've got this match funding, the more the better chance you've got of getting a successful application. And I suppose they're there for the reason that they're there for certain things, such as goalposts, which you've mentioned, Johnny, is to drive the club forward and, you know, that the sustainability of the team and, you know, keep it growing and growing youth teams, women's teams, and having that diversity in there as well. So, it, you know, it, it's self-explanatory, I suppose. So Yeah, it, it is. And it, it, it gives the professionals, yeah, it gives the professionals inside of it as well. You want to turn up. You don't want goalposts hanging down. You don't want nets hanging down. You turn up, your goalposts are nice and secure. Everything's, you, 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 you've got your pit, you, you can play a game of football. You've both got a kit. The goalposts are sorted. Your pitch is marked out. You, that's the basics, the goalposts, you know what I mean? That's, you've got a, a starting point. The rest of it, you can then, right, can we get funding for this? Can we get funding for that? And I think, I think that's, like Johnny said, the, the kind of foundations there. And then linking back to what Ben said, right, what, what do you need as a starting team? Well, obviously, you need coaches and stuff like that. And so the funding can help with all sorts, developing your coaches, re- retaining existing ones, or what, what do we need to do? Purchasing little bits of equipment. So all those little small pots that you can access quite well, I'd say relatively straightforward compared to the bigger stuff that we might come on to later on. I guess my, my point initially was referencing if you was a new club, like a completely new club, and that's where we're seeing more and more uh, clubs coming through from the fire, the fire of, I don't know, falling out of a traditional grassroots club. We're very lucky with Harworth that we've got the facility, the, that infrastructure, that history, but we had Kitlocker Juniors on uh, the other day, and they're a new club of two, three years old, They've got no clubhouse, no facility, no pitch that are having to pay for them. And I, I then compare those two clubs in London, that there's no real pitches that they own, no pitches that they lease. So that pitch accessibility is completely, well, it's rare. It's very difficult to get hold of. So how do you develop clubs in that way? So knowing what's available for, for clubs, um, new clubs that haven't got any of this infrastructure is, is key to know. And as you alluded to, Eddie, I guess it's the football, football foundation in County FA. Yeah, yeah. The the county affairs are obviously there to support, aren't they? They they want to support clubs within their area, um, so they'll work with they'll work in partnership with with their contacts and leads anyway um, to support funding opportunities through grants that are available to within that area. Take Sheffield and Allenshire for example. I'd go to them. Yeah. Right, okay, we're a new team. Want to do um, want to do this? Wants to get set up. Where can where can you point us? Mm-hmm. Um, Football Foundation is really, really useful, particularly once like, you're a bit more established and you've got on your, set up on your own two feet, right, okay, we're going to look to build to this and then to this. And so, we've got, Yeah, we've got quite a few good things to come from the football. Uh, it, just to clarify, like, if anyone doesn't actually know about like, the Football Foundation, they're essentially the charity that helps improve football facilities uh, through football grants and, and, and that's kind of working together with the Premier League uh, the Department for Media, um, uh, sorry, the Department for Digital Culture, Media and Sport, DCMS and, and the FA. So it's all kind of like linked together yeah. um, and then it filters down. So, Lee, Lee Eddie, we're going to call you Eddie for the sake of the, uh, for the rest of the, for the rest of the podcast, for the, for the, uh, for the friendliness of it all. So Lee is obviously Eddie, Lee Eddie, yeah. there we go, just to clarify that. Um, you've mentioned about counting FAs on a, on a, for a, an infant club that's just starting out, great place to start, and you've touched on f- Football Foundation. And like prior to starting this recording, we've talked about a few different grants that <clears throat> you guys have been fortunate to, to get. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, where, where, where should you start and where can you go to from that initial county FA level? Where are all these grants available? Well, the main, I think it's good to kind of reiterate the point that the Football Foundation is this central site now where it's all in one location, which is so good. Um, 
if you go on there, given recent events in the last 12 months, there's a real push now to obviously, and a new strategy has come out um, called Survive, Revive and Thrive, I believe. Yeah. Um, so we're looking, obviously, there's fr- go on, the fo- uh, for example, click on Football Foundation and straight away it's on about these free funds to help clubs and organisations get ready for the return of grassroots football. But then obviously it's beyond that as well. So um, helping those that are in most need of it. So those are obviously clubs have been without income for a long time, but you, you generally find in sport, those that are in areas of deprivation or um, disability and access um, are going to be more compounded by the last 12 months. Um, so if you can obviously support that area as well, um, demonstrating you, you, you're working in that area. The Grass Pitch Maintenance Fund is part of it as well, and small grants. I think it's for a bit of clarity as well. There is small grants available on Sport England as well. Um, so if you visit the Sport England page, um, there's small grants on there. What is also so good on there, I think, is like what Johnny touched upon earlier. It's not just about, oh, we want some funding, but we don't really know what to do with it. There's a page on Sport England called Other Ways to Generate Funding, and it gives a whole host of examples of anything from grants, community shares, crowdfunding, fundraising, all sorts of stuff. Um, And it also gives you links to kind of different funders. Um, Me and Ben mentioned a couple of things earlier when we had a chat, but there's uh, on there it states community foundations, landfill, community funds, Tesco bags of helps, all sorts of things on there. And then there's sports um, specific um, and different things on there because obviously Sport England is not just football. So there's kind of a few avenues on there, but it's still, still, it's, it's really good for getting information. And, and what I think is so great is obviously with the internet and social media, everything's just readily available to you. So I've, uh, I've just done a bit of research since we spoke about that Eddie, earlier. Um, Apologies if you've just mentioned this website, you mentioned funding a few times, but funding for all, um, the one regarding the landfills on there, um, and there's up to, let me just read it out here, um, the total project must not exceed £250,000 and at least 20% of the funds in cash must be secured before play, uh, applying. So what I was going to go on with here, is obviously that's a big sum of money, but if we're talking then... I mentioned regarding setting up a club, but then there's also funding for clubs if they want a new stadium, for example, they want accessibility to a 3G or 4G. There's then bigger values out there to be able to access as well. And that one I've just mentioned is just regarding the landfill. So there's some really good uh, higher value ones too. With, with the stadium stuff, again, this reverts back to um, Football Foundation. Um, I think Johnny will probably have something to say about this, but I think it's called the Football Stadia Improvement Fund. Yeah, which unfortunately is now for just steps one to six. So um, Yeah, I was going to mention that. But how does that align with, obviously, when, when Harv, when we got promoted from Central Midlands and we went into NCL and you're in the one to six bracket and you, mm. you, you still have, we've still got obviously grassroots arms to the club because we've got all the juniors and girls and et cetera. How, how, how then does that differ? Um, well, basically, we wouldn't be able to get access to that um, the FSIF. Um, yeah. I think I think that's changed in the past, maybe six to nine months. Eddie, I, I might be wrong with that because we 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 have had a decent pot of money from the FSIF for the um, pitch barrier. We yeah. got around fourteen thousand pound when we basically replaced the old. Um, it were winding gear from. From the pit that went around the uh, went around the ground. Obviously, it was deemed unsafe. We wouldn't have been able to get promotion as that stood. So basically, we knew we had to get that out. We we're very fortunate um, to get that amount of money. That's now changed. I think they're looking. I think really that's they're looking more to improve bigger grounds. Let's say so. Yeah. You, the, the the pot of money is a bit more than. What you might be looking for, like I set a goal post like I mentioned before. I think you're looking like twenty five thousand pound upwards. Um, but literally, we wouldn't. What once once we're advised which club we're from, we would basically say, "Oh, you can only go to the small grant scheme." Um, so yeah, 
we're restricted in that regard, uh, but there are other revenues to go down, uh, avenues to go down, sorry. So Ben, you mentioned, you know, the, the, the landfill um, grant and the funding there. We've spoken a little, we've spoken a little bit around uh, barriers, goalposts. If I'm just, again, stripping this back to someone that's maybe applying for the first time or, you know, they, they're only just having that kind of like information level, what kind of other grants are available just for like the benefit of people that are listening that could apply to them that are on the, kind of like the generic lower level? That are quite easy to apply for. Just for the landfill related stuff, or just in ge in general, like what kind of smaller uh, grants? This is where this is where yeah, it's oh, just yeah. Sorry if it, that weren't made clear. It is literally called the small grants. Um, well, it's called small grants. It's, it, that's what you apply apply for. But that's that's what? the title of the kind. Of, uh, that's that's up to twenty five thousand pound. So that's. Lee, in terms of like um, what you would be obliged to use that money for from that small grants fund, oh, that that can be any that literally like John, John, Johnny mentioned goalposts. It literally can be from anything from new goalposts or maintenance, machinery, grounds related stuff. We so, we we've been we've been fortunate to get it this season. I know this season hasn't really been a season, but um, we because we were selected for the pitch improvement program that led us down to the small grant scheme. Um, and we, we were awarded 22 and a half, which basically allowed us to, for two new sets of goalposts for the seven V seven and nine V nine, a new mower attachment, which benefits every field that we've got. And also um, a certain amount of fencing to barrier off, dog walkers and everything because we're literally straight down the middle of the village there's not masses of green area for people to walk in what we were finding were kids turning up on a Sunday adults even and people haven't picked up what they should be picking up so it, it was that that were actually absolutely key for us but just going back Ollie it weren't one thing that we wanted we knew we needed certain things and it added up to that amount and as long as we could prove that we could match the 25%, then, then yeah, it, it, it could be anything that your club needs up to £25,000. So my next question is then, Johnny, on your application with the Small Grants Fund, are you really making it black and white clear what you would be using that money for? And yes. Need? Yeah. For, e for, 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 each, for each thing we've applied for, we've had to go and get free quotes for it. So it, it was difficult to get a quote for the fencing because it's a, a company called Duralock that basically makes that, that fencing. However, they, they, offer you a, they offer you something where you can just purchase it and someone else can install it. So then we went and got quotes for other people to install it other than them. The mower attachment, we went and got free quotes. The goalpost, we went and got free quotes for. And each time the, the application works out the lowest quote that you put in and it basically asks you to upload your documents or upload your quotes. So as long as you're, you've shown that you've already looked at what you've got, what you've tried, what, you, what you're looking for. Um, and then once you, if you're successful, that's what you will spend the money on. You've already told them how much each, thing, how much each item costs and that's what they, they're giving you the money for. So the, normally they may, they, may, they may ask for an invoice that shows paid on it. Not, all, not, not always, but like I say, the, because you've gone and done that work, you've gone and got the quotes, you know what's the cheapest item you can get, then, then yeah, you, you've done the work really. I suppose I kind of know the answer to this next question then, but this process from hearing it from the first time, um, I've been not done any prior research to this to, to, to try and, kind of get their the kind of mindset of maybe like a listener that's hearing this for the first time for that reason that seems quite cumbersome but I suppose and it may be like a bit of a long process but obviously that's all you know that all gets pushed away when you do get awarded the the money right so yeah it, it, it is time consuming but the smaller the smaller ones the, the, the smaller grants like the return to play fund are very, very easy to fill in, are very simple, straightforward. If someone's from the foundation's got a question or you might not have answered something quite, they, they, they'll, 
it generates a ticket, a number, and they'll email you direct. Can you just give a bit more information on this? It is straightforward, Ollie, but I don't want to say that they make you work for the money, but they probably should. Because if there's 50, 100 clubs trying to get a pot of money, if 30 clubs have proven what they're going to spend it on and they've gone and done that work and the other 70 haven't, then do you know what I mean? The more time you put into it, if you, you could knock up a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, you could, do you know what I mean? You're showing what you're going to spend that money on and what benefits the whole community will have. So the more you can do that, it might, it's going to take you a bit of time. It's going to take a bit longer, but it's worthwhile in the end. I think that's really important. When Johnny says, in, in, um, like the community kind of thing, what it's going to, I think demonstrating your impact. So knowing what you're actually going for, researching what, the briefs looking for for that grant okay what are they looking to fund and then you being able to demonstrate what impact that's going to have when you get that funding so it's not just about having an, a nice pitch it enables people to to play regularly more participants get encourage girls into a nice environment on a nice pitch etc more numbers through more health benefits to local area people off the like kids off the streets and giving them more opportunities i think you can't get too boxed down in just, oh, we need this money and we don't really know what we're going to do with it. I think that's mm. why John is a really good example is because you're looking wider, wider community benefits, not just just solely for the football club. The, 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 the recent one where we got, we're basically granted £9,000 a year. Um, now that's over a six-year period. Um, so for, for the first two years, you get 100%. Then the next two years, it's 66%. The next two years after that is 33%. So the club or the, 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 the sports and social club need to need to sign up that years three and four, you're going to put 33% in. Years five and six, you're going to put in 66%. So because we were able to get to that funding, our argument was that you're allowing us to have this money, which is great to improve us pitches, but the pictures are wide open to everyone. How are we going to improve it if everybody can just go on there and have a kick? We, we want people to come on. We want kids to come up and have a kick about. But what we don't want is dog walkers or antisocial behaviour littering all, all over the place. That led us to then get the fencing. So one allowed the other. Because we said there's no point of us trying to spend this money and try and improve what we've got if we can't get things fenced off. So because because we received that, we can we proved that there were a need for that fencing and we were lucky enough to get it. Once you've done one, Johnny, do you find that it's easier then to write another application and then build on what you've learned completely. from previous experiences? Com- completely. I, I, I were always under the impression that if you got given a certain amount of money, you probably weren't going to get any more. more yeah. And actually, it's the complete opposite. Because if you've been awarded an amount of money and you can go and prove... And that's what social media is great for. Photos are out there. Um, you've got links to your website, etc. Get the photos on. You're then proving that you've spent this money wisely. And the facilities improving each time. So the next time you go and apply, you mention what you've already previously done. What we need now is X. And maybe a year, a year down the line, we're looking for Y. So, yeah. I, I, did, I always thought, Eddie, it were... You, you've had this pot you're not going to get anything else yeah. that's not the case that that I, is when you actually think about it, it makes sense for the long-term sustainability of the game doesn't it really because why put money in if it's going to have had no like, effect within 12 months because like exactly you said, you've got a nice pitch but everyone's come on people have come on the quads or the motorbikes and just churned it up so exactly yeah and then my uh, my point can you hear me now yeah um Regarding the community and the sports and social club, Johnny, that you alluded to, from a best, pra- best practice point of view, a lot of the clubs that I meet, the reference that they're the football, I'll meet the football club, but then they'll reference that they're attached to a sports and social club. How powerful is it when you are applying for the grants and, and accessibility to funding that you're coming from the sports and social club, club point of view rather than, or as well as the football club? Yeah, it's massive. We're, we're incredibly fortunate with that. Um, a lot of sports and social clubs uh, will probably be that registered. 
So they, they can, which is included in the grant, they'll ask if, are you VAT registered? So purely from our side of things, it's very rarely I apply as R with Colliery Football Club. I will apply as R from Burcoat Sports and Social Club um, and, and explain that we're uh, an affiliation within that. So that, that opens then avenues to, like Eddie alluded to earlier, Sport England, that it's not just the football. It's not just football that may see a benefit here. That then opens us to, to go for applications for Sport England. Um, so it, it's, it is very powerful, uh, Ben, because it also proves that there's other sports that are actually flourishing, not just football. It's not just solely a little football club within there. The more you can explain that you, you, what you're doing for the community, um, the number of people that benefit, the, the, what they're looking for is those numbers. Is it just going to be... 18, 20 people that are going to benefit from a, from a grant or are you going to see 200 to 250 benefiting? Yeah. That, those, those, are what, that, those are what people want to see and, it, and you, can, you can clearly prove it, I suppose, the bigger you are. Yeah, and also it takes it away from, I know we mentioned the football focus, but then there's more grants available. I mean, down at, at Harworth, there was the cricket facilities, obviously now, now no longer, but if you have got a cricket facility with you that plenty of, of clubs within our league do, you've then got accessibility to two different pots. So Correct, yeah. yeah. I think that's why when I sent round the, uh, when I pinged you round that um, Sport England document the, the other week, you guys remember uniting the, mo yeah, the yeah. movement? So the new strategy, the 10-year thing, uh, well, plan, sorry, it's not a thing, is it? Um, if, if people look into that, that it's, it's, a wider, it's a wider way of thinking because you can ultimately look at what, government's thinking um what are the issues that they're trying to tackle and when you're then demonstrating um with, with this money we're going to do this again you can say okay we're going to we're going to get people from um those areas of inequalities and and socioeconomic status and ethnicity and and, and build a real picture for what you're going to do i think that's really important because i think i think we touched upon it last night johnny when we were talking about language and buzzwords if if you're speaking in the same bracket as as kind of like Sport England and Football Foundation are in terms of language and what they're targeting, yeah, then, then you're going to be on the right tracks. Yeah, um, it's all right just going in and saying, oh, we think we can do this, this, and this, but ultimately, what want to remove the barriers that have prevented people participating before and support them to get in into the game. And I think grassroots football is huge, isn't it? You you guys know that, so. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, I do think organisations have got better with that. I, I can remember filling an application, probably when I first started as chairman, and I, 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 every time I looked at something, I just thought, oh, "That's a barrier." Well, that's a no. Well, I don't know about that, and I'm not sure about that. And it, you can feel a bit daunted, and I don't want to say it kind of. It, well, it put me off for a while, um, simply because. I didn't know the whys and the wherefores. And sometimes you have to have maybe a negative um, application to learn from what you're then going to do next time. So we, which, which we've had and we've learned from it and, and we've been quite successful since with, 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 with applying. But I, I would say in the past few years, that to their credit, Sport England and Football Foundation, it is a lot more simplified. Yeah. I think that's interesting as well, Johnny. I found... Um, the, the local area plan so clubs can put in their postcode or where they're from yeah where they're based etc and you can see what the plan is for your area yeah. and then if you can feed into that and say look we're, we're looking at this we're looking at the, the wider picture um and we think we can contribute to this this and this and, and it's just a bit more forward thinking but yeah definitely within what johnny said about i can understand that when i spoke to clubs not just football clubs when you speak to volunteers at clubs because sometimes it can be a, a one-man band um often aging uh, people that don't want to maybe commit like they used to, not necessarily everyone, but they, they, they want a bit of me time. They don't want to spend hours through all this bureaucracy well, and burden it. of applications. That it, it's up. now simplified on the Football Foundation website. There's, a, there's a, a tab called Application for Support Documents, I think it is, something like that, along those lines anyway. And basically there's, a, there's like a catalogue of help and there is on Sport England. So that's why it's now becoming the last two, three years, I would say, much more easier for people. And each application, you're assigned an application manager. Yeah. 
And I think if you're unsuccessful, I've, I've had one today. I, I applied to Sport England for something um, that will return to play. Um, and it, it, it basically advised you're unsuccessful. However, if you want to look down other avenues, pretty much what, you, what you've mentioned, they listed a whole host of things that we could then try and apply to, which is great. Because they're not just saying, sorry, it's a no. That, that, um, they're offering you number of other avenues to go down. And, and has that it, changed, Johnny, since like when you first kind of went for stuff? Did you feel like it was a no and you were no longer guided to another? Yeah, kind of felt like it. you were going for a mortgage and it was like, oh, sorry, you, you don't earn enough money and um, try somewhere else down the road. I, 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 did, I did feel that you, there weren't that support there. Um, but again, we go back to the want and the need, that, especially what we've had the past few seasons with COVID. I think everyone's realising that we could lose a lot of clubs here. Yeah. And and the, the the funding has dropped in. The money has come in. I know everyone thinks, oh, Premier League, all this money goes out and that. It, it, they don't. That, that's ignorant if people say this money doesn't drop down, it doesn't feed down. It, it is ignorant. There is money there and there's pots available for people who need it. Yeah, exactly. I think you've hit the nail on the head with that there, Johnny, to be honest. And uh couple of key points that I've noted down from listening to that. One is where these grants are and how they're worded um, and what they're available for. It's almost like that there's a problem. So they're saying to you guys, what's the solution for that, you know, for the local area? You're going to solve the problem that they want to, you know, work yeah. out and solve. So that looking at it from that angle, I think it's a, a fantastic way of approaching you know, a piece of funding where you do want to apply is how am I, you know, the solution to this issue, which is massive. And the other one yeah. you mentioned about, you know, using social media, that social proofing angle. A lot of the, uh, you've mentioned that about social proofing and also how almost like your applications have got better over time. It's kind of like applying for a job where you get better the at CV's it. CV's got better. It, yeah. it, it, yeah. it does feel a little bit like a CV yeah. in a sense that, the more that you get it, the more experience you've got, you get better at doing it, but also you've built, you've had some funding before, you've proven that you've used it well, and it kind of strengthens you again for next time because you've got a proven track record of using it in a positive and the correct way. So I suppose it's that kind of age-old thing where you've got to get your foot on the ladder mm. and then you can build up from there. Yeah, completely, Ollie. I think, I think what, what, what some clubs could fall into it is perhaps rushing an application because sometimes you'll see, um, especially now, like Eddie was saying, everything's advertised out. Everyone, everyone sees it. It's on the county FA. It's everywhere. So when it's like, oh, window closes, but they'll normally give at least four weeks. So let, let's say like the return to play fund, you've got four weeks. I think sometimes everyone thinks, oh, all right, well, I've got to make sure I'm the first one that applies. It doesn't work like that because if you rush an application, and you don't actually think about what you're wanting this money for, they're not going to give it you. It's as simple as that. And what, what I found is that at the beginning of the applications, I went and, um, I went and spoke to the council, to our town council. Um, and most, most councils have it, so everybody, everybody should really do this. They'll have funding managers. So they'll have people that apply for funding all the time, whether it went through EU or, or London, wherever. And, and they know exactly what you can apply for. And probably sometimes a letter of support from the council, something to back up what you're trying to do. And, and I think time is key. If it takes a little bit longer, but then you're going to be successful, take the time over it. Mm. It's like anything, really. If you put time into something, normally you'll see the fruits of it. If you rush something, you're probably going to get, you're probably going to get knocked back. And then sometimes I think you could see a negative side of it. Oh, we haven't got this, we haven't got that. Well, actually, what did you ask for? Did you need it? Were you just asking, thinking someone's going to give you £500? And it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, with, with regards to the positions that you... Well, traditional clubs, a lot of people or a lot of members within the club, are, as Eddie alluded to, elder or they've been around a long time or they wear many hats you're you're a niche there johnny wilson family run everything at the club and 
We love you for it. I'll tell you something now, my dad won't be able to apply for anything. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just says, Yeah, go on, yeah. He struggles with an email, let alone anything else. So. Many clubs now that I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to, they have got many more positions. They've, they've, they've grew internally on the committee. I, I know sometimes you can have too many positions, but you've got media managers, commercial managers. Or Do you think sometimes, maybe not yourself, Johnny, because that means you're going to be taking this hat off and putting it on somebody and you like to be in control of it. But sometimes I think it is better to have that commercial manager-esque person involved in a club that's got all the notifications that signed up to all the, the email alerts of, of funding and grants that have got available because they've that's their role that's yeah. their time to do it I, I, I completely agree Ben I, I just think maybe, maybe this is just well I, I'm sure there's a lot of clubs like us but you're right you use the word control Ben I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm like North Korea or anything but I do it if I've come up with an idea or something, or I, I, I think, oh, that's that needs replacing, or that's declining, or that could do improving. I guess I just like to think, well, I, I'm going to see it from start to finish. So if it's if it's myself that's come up with it, I know exactly what I'm after, and I know where to go with it. But it, it's like any organisation: the more people you've got that can concentrate solely on that aspect. That can only be better. It can, it can, it can only be better. I guess I'm just a bit tight, Ben. That don't want to. No, there's, there's whether it be a voluntary role or not. It's um, clubs that, that people within the club do that. They they don't allow others to be involved in it, and and that's not for a reason of control. But I think that's also awareness of what's out there. If you allow mm. somebody the the keys to be able to to look into the commercials, the funding, the grants, the Social media is a different, the marketing is a different topic, but if you give somebody that sole role, then they're going to be able to run with it and develop it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just you can get those, onto volunteers in the pet. A lot of the time, it's parents, so you may know them from on the pitch. So you might personally think, well, on the pitch, you, can, you don't always show that professionalism and you might not want to be involved. But if you've got people coming to you, and one thing we learned from Kit Locker Juniors again was that um, Rob, that developed the club, they've been given many, they've got a lot of knowledge, but one thing he said was, I've never said no. So if that's somebody, a parent coming to him or something, they've, they've always been encouraging to support what people have with their ideas. Um, and I think that's a great thing. You and the family run the club. And probably you sometimes behind... Sounds a bit like mafia, to be fair, that Ben. <laughs> behind the scenes, you may not get <laughs> as much support. <laughs> I think, I think the, the more... Let, let's say we were incredibly fortunate... And we were to get back, not incredibly fortunate, that's the wrong word. But let's say we were to get back into uh, step six and we, we, we had a, a push for, let's say, step five. That's when you need to see that you would have to concentrate more on certain areas. And I think like you go back to the Kit Locker Juniors, if they're just starting up, the more people they can get involved, the better. And I, I guess sometimes it's quantity over quality. Or do you know what I mean? Which, which way do you want to go down? Do you want to do you want to keep your, your numbers low, but you know exactly what's going on? Or do you want to branch out and like give? I'm not that great at delegating. I, I've I've always said that I'm, I'm terrible at it. I, I, I talk every every um, meeting we have. I look at actions after it, and I've given myself them all. Yeah. John, I think that's really interesting what you say, but kind of like having my work out on here. But when I've spoken to a lot of clubs, not just football clubs, um, I think there's a slight danger in, in, in that. Because if, say, you took dog for a walk later and got it by a bus, then who's going to fill those that void? <laughs> well, then, yeah. then what happens yeah. to a club? Like, for someone where they, they might not have someone, or, or, or they have got someone like yourself, what then happens um, once that main person is taken away because they might not have trained someone else to have a look into this area and, and help it what, what do clubs do in a position where that person is taken away and I think that's why there does need to be a bit of kind of in-house training or support mm. like, you, you, you're, you're, you're completely right Eddie and I think I, I think if I don't know if a study's ever been done on it but any, any clubs that are folded football clubs folded you'll probably tend to find 
that one person were running everything and it might have just been through poor el- ill health or he's just thought, oh, I can't, I've had enough. And then the whole house of cards falls down. You, you, you're right, Eddie, and that's on me. That the, the older I get, I will, I'll chill out a bit more, I suppose. <laughs> but you are, you are spot on. The, the more, the more you can delegate out and have and have certain roles, like a professional football club would do. If uh, how you guys are on a Saturday, we warm ups um, and 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 how you set out. That's how a professional football club would would set out. So why? And on the committee side of it, are we not looking to run things like that? So do you know what I mean? You see, it's, 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 I, su- I suppose it's um, it's personality over process, and you need to kind of find some middle ground. I think. Yeah, I think it's about managing risk as well, isn't it? Like with particularly new clubs starting out, you often find, like Ben touched upon, parents getting involved in coaching and stuff like that. But can, can you get them like the DBS done and and the coat and a coaching badge and stuff like that that can actually support them so that if if they did if the club did fold or someone was going to step away then parents can actually step in if that makes yeah. sense if yeah. the main personnel was to be removed can can the other people actually step in in an official capacity I guess um, yeah if you if you if you've got set roles in place and and one person comes away then you know exactly what role needs filling yeah so. I'll, 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 I'll say I've had my fingers burned a few times, but hey, oh, that's uh, that, that's for another story. <laughs> moving on slightly, moving on slightly. I do apologise because it's fascinating to listen to. Fascinating, um, Johnny. You've he, the insight is incredible of like what you've had access to, and I just want to kind of get your your opinion on what you've benefited from the most from the grants, just because I think that that really does put, it adds a lot of weight to like these grants that you are applying for and just kind of seeing them in practice. So what are the main things that you say we really needed that? That's a very, that's a very good question. Because everything we've applied for, we've needed. Yeah. And, 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 and sometimes you want, you want, you want, it's what you need. So, the, the most recent one for us, I think, is the one that will give us the, 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 the longest um, uh, the, the longest benefits, let's say. So, so by, by getting, getting on that pitch improvement programme has given us access to potentially up to £25,000 per year. So what we can start to look at doing is, right, what did we want to get done? We wanted to get all those fields fenced off. Right, that's great. That's now done. What's the next protocol? What do we need to do to improve that? It might be that we need a new tractor, a new mower. It is a, it, the, the pictures, can, can, we, can we improve, can we invest in a, a averted rain, let's say, attachment that might be £40,000? But are the sports and social club going to match 15 to the... Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of things. And I think simply by getting... The first one, and, and I can't remember who said it, about getting getting your, your foot on the ladder, that then gives you more, you know what I mean, more options further down. So it's probably the most recent one, Ollie. I will say that the most important one, other than that, was the one where if we didn't get it done, we wouldn't have got promoted, and that was getting the fencing round the ground. Oh, I thought you were going to say lights. No, we didn't get funding for that. That that's that's my only negative. But that's that's a, that we can touch on that in a bit if you wanted. But um, yeah, simply if we didn't get that done before the application for um, each season, if you want to get promoted, you have to apply to get promoted, and your ground's got to be up to a certain a certain uh, level, uh, a grade. Um, and this work had to be done by thirty first of March. So that's the old winding rope replaced by the the the, the, the metal barrier, um, and that work got done on the thirtieth of March. The application come through, I believe, at, at end of January. So it was in Ferg, Fergie's words, squeaky bum time. That were completely on me because I put pressure on the likes of Eddie and Dicko and and uh, the managers etc. to get us promoted. But that would have fell down on me and me only. So could you imagine winning the league 
oh, sorry, you didn't get that work. And what? What work? That would have been on me. Yeah. So I felt that completely and utterly that, that were on my shoulders. So, yeah, the, for the longer term, the most recent one, but the actual individual one for me were getting that fencing. Yeah, it's a... Simply because how could I go to Eddie and everyone who put all that time and effort in and, do you know what I mean, grafted... It's grafted all season, and oh, you you fell down because you didn't yeah. get that fencing. It's, Johnny, it's amazing, it's amazing insight. Like every mortgage, every mortgage house anyway. Uh, hopefully, my my wife won't ever watch this, but it they got done. <laughs> it got done regardless. <laughs> See, seeing it happen, like both sides to it, like that, it, I think it's class, and it just really does add that authenticity to it. That you know. It's out there. You apply for it. You get it. You get promoted. Like that's what it's there for, and that's mm. why it's so good. One area that's slightly taboo. And prior to recording, I did throw this out there, almost like a cat amongst the pigeons kind of thing, to see whether we should talk about it. Which ended up sparking a really good debate prior to recording. So I just want to try and relive that a little bit. Was if I'm listening to this, and Johnny, I'm listening to you, and I'm going. They apply, they apply for everything. Is that going to affect me or us talking about these um, grants and these funds that are out there? And, I'm, and I've been applying for them and I've been quite successful so far. I'm, like, I'm really annoyed at Kit Locker and I'm really annoyed at Hall with Cholera for talking about these. And is that going to reduce my chances now of being successful? I know we've already spoke about it, but you going again on this and having your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... I, I... I know exactly where you're coming from, um, but I I don't think it I don't think it will. And people speak about the football community, and everyone's like, "Oh, they've got this, or they've got that." But if if you were applying for it, and you can prove the need over someone else, I would like to think that your application will be successful. If there's four thousand apply, and there's only a small pot of money, they may decide if if everybody. If everybody's application were great and it were needed, they may just differ the amount of funding they, they, they may offer. So instead of getting the 25, they might say, well, if we give everyone 20 of, of who's applied, they may, they may do that. We never get to see exactly how many clubs have applied. But I would, like, let's say the return to play fund um, and the one, um, the one just after summer, I can't... I've, Eddie will probably remember what it would call it. It, it was £500 for Football Foundation anyway, you know, for like hand sanitizers, etc. Um, the COVID support one? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure every football club would have applied. And I haven't seen many that, did, that got declined. But I know where you're coming from, Ollie. It's a simple case of if we applied for something and they thought to themselves, actually, that is not that urgent, and there were another application, and it was, let's say, I'll use the fencing one, for example. If they don't get that, they can't progress. They can't go from grade H to grade G. They will, they will work that. The, the, the foundation will work that out themselves. So the fact that we've been successful with our funding has meant that, really, all the basics for us to play have been, every box has been ticked. And from then, it's about improving what you've got. It's improving your facilities. If there's clubs out there that are just starting off, but they've got a great five-year plan, and, and they're going to say, right, from, from having a, a, a parent barrier, we're going to look to have a more permanent barrier put in place. Because we've already got that, see, I'd have no problem another club getting selected over us. Yeah. Because actually, I'd be saying, well, we've got this in place. What we need, it's like the, the, the good extras, let's say. The, the great, oh, I forget them, that'd be amazing. But is it actually going to stop us from progressing? Is it actually going to stop us? The floodlights, I go back to, again, that, this, this is a big one now. For, for, Johnny, for I think certain this is clubs. a great example, though, because of what happened and then how you had to then go and get, and I think this is a good example for people that didn't get the funding that they would have liked. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, it... I, I spoke Ollie about if we didn't get this fencing done, we wouldn't have got promoted. If we didn't get the floodlights upgraded, we'd have got relegated. The fact we got relegated is by the by. That's 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 by the by. But um, simply, and a lot of a lot of 
colliery football clubs like us or mining communities, they'll have had teams in the 80s and 90s when the pits were strong and there were loads of money coming in. Nobody needed to apply to Football Foundation. Nobody needed to do that because the pits ploughed all the money into the, the, the sporting area. They knew how good it was for the community. Things were great. The moment pits shut, we had it for 10 years. We saw, we, we saw probably 10 years of decline and it took a long time for us to get things back upgraded and back to where, where they should be. So we, we had basically lighting mass from Ucknell Railway Yard as our floodlights that were putting in the mid-80s. And um, to, to get promoted, you had to say um, that you had a, it's an, an average 120 lux. Now, my argument... The, 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 the things are slightly different with the fencing because with floodlights, you're allowed to be promoted, but you have to state or sign it, sign, not sign a document. You have to basically assure them that if your floodlights are not up to scratch, you will get them done by the 31st of March, the following season. So the fact that we had old metal alide lights that probably wouldn't light up half a car park, let alone uh, Eddie used it as missing sitters all the time. Oh, it's lighting and stuff like this. Or oh, I couldn't see or missed an header or something like that. So that'd be my fault again, Ollie. That'd all come back to me ultimately. So the, I, I went, what we said were, if we're going to, if we're going to upgrade the floodlights and we, we want, we're wanting to, we're wanting to put something down long-term, the obvious one was to, would, was to go to LEDs. So so we're replacing the metal A-lights that only lasted, say, I don't know, 500 hours and only lasted five years to go to LED lights that are guaranteed for 10 years and 50,000 hours. That's an obvious no-brainer. So I thought, well, this, this should be quite a simple application, this. We can prove that we've got promoted. We've got to get these floodlights replaced. I can show them the results of the floodlights that they the, the need doing. Um, but the cost was, because their LED lights were still newish then, the, the cost was astronomical. The, 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 the lowest quote we had was £43,000. So the, the question we got asked by the foundation was, right, well, you prove to me by going to LEDs, if we're going to, if we're going to give a significant amount of this money, how many games are you going to have on that get on have on that pitch? Basically, if it were three G, you'd have two games a night on all the time. We were saying, well, we've got an under twenty ones that play once every three weeks. We've got first team that'll play under lights once every couple of weeks, um, and ladies might or reserves might play on an odd game. So we were kind of saying, well, there's fourteen games a season, and their argument was that is not cost effective to us, and they asked for a. They asked for an in uh, an income and expenditure over five years, a projected income and expenditure off the sports and social club for why that would benefit us and the sports and social club. So basically, we had to project everything coming in and everything going out, and that's drink, uh, food, everything. And I, I sent you the spreadsheet, Eddie. I don't know if you had a look at it, but I I, I thought I. They might as well have sent it me in hieroglyphics. Uh, it, it was just, I, I, there were no chat. I, I sent it. Our, I sent it the sports and social clubs accountant, and he says, "I'd just be making these up. I'd be making. I'd be. I'd be." And I says, "Well, it is projected. It's not actual." So, anyway, they they couldn't justify this amount of money. So I went back to delivering loads of leaflets again and things. That, but um, and fortunately, fortunately. The landowner, a local landowner, gave us 70% of that money. Uh, I won't say who it is because he, he didn't ask for any publicity or anything, didn't, didn't want that. Um, I, I managed to get John Mann involved from the council. Um, basically, I, I, I'm, panicking's probably not the right word because you can panic over a lot of things. I shouldn't have been panicking about these lights, but... It were, it were a case of, right, what can we do? So we, I, I put letters out to our sponsors and say, can they give us up front for the next two years 
the kit money. Can we do this? Can we do that? Sports and social club, what have you got available? Because once these lights are in, they're an investment. So every time we switch the lights on, instead of them costing £35 a game, they'll cost five. So, and they'll and they'll last. They'll probably outlive. They'll probably outlast me. But the simple case of we couldn't, we couldn't state to the foundation, or they couldn't release that amount of money, because we couldn't basically say we would get that back. They they didn't see the worth to it. Yeah. I could, but then I'm living here. I'm going through it. Mm. They're basically seeing forty three thousand pounds as the cheapest quote, and thinking. No, just improve the metal A-Lide ones. Johnny, that's they, what they want. Did, that's what they wanted us to do to improve what we had. So yeah, okay. That's what, what my question was going to be. Did they not give any advice or support around what kind of lights? Yeah, or, or a supplier that could come and get involved. The, the, the it's it. What I'd have liked to have done is I'd have liked to have got one of the application managers down because unless you actually come to the ground, you you you. You can't understand why the floodlights aren't that great. You know, Eddie, cause, but literally... Yeah, because of the distance away from the pitch. Yeah. Kind of thing and, yeah. Normally, Ollie, you've got three down one side, three down the other side. We had four in a corner that each one were 20 metres away from corner flag. So the spread. So that was the other reason for the LEDs because they, it, it's, a, it's a wider spread. The lighting's a lot stronger, a lot better. So it were twofold, really, why we wanted to go down the LED route. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the biggest negative I've had. Um, in, think, and Johnny, but, I think that's so important, though, because you need, we need to be seeing this from both sides and the reason and the justification for why funding does get released and doesn't. Mm. So you, you obviously sharing that story, I think, is so important and so powerful that you know you can accept that because their case that they've made is justified. And, and that's when, when you, you go back to Ollie when they, when they say oh, about applications and um, everyone, everyone thinks that they'll get this and get that. You've got to put the time in. I, I, I was naive with that because I thought to myself, well, the old floodlights need replacing. We're replacing them with an energy-saving light. So it, I had the environmental factor... I, I had everything on my side, and I thought that were an easy sell for the application. They're all pit yard mass. I were, I were throwing out. I, I, it must have been crying reading application. Oh, the, the pit shut in 2005, and we've not had this and that and that. And it was simply that I thought that we would get that. I thought we would get that mm. because I, for me, it seemed an easy sell. But when something's then explained back to you and said, well, Actually, you're only probably going to use them ten times a year. Yeah, that's the so important thing here, though, isn't it? It is. It is the want and the need. We 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 needed them, but they're basically saying, "Go, f- you'll have to go find another solution." But yeah. we'd committed. We'd committed to these LEDs. Then again, I should have got remorged again. <laughs> a lot of it. Lot come back to um, proof of concept, and you know, being able to exactly all being able to underpin. Yeah. The, like you said, the the, the want and need. So um, I am conscious of time. Ben, I'm just going to switch my lights on. I'm getting darker. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to shut you off now, Johnny. Anyway, so there you go. Face anymore, right? Ben, uh, is there anything you'd like to add? Or? No, it's it's been different this episode, Ollie, hasn't it? We've we've we knew it was going to be a good one, and we knew it, was, it is going to be a key one, but it's very much a case study episode where it's a case of letting winding these two up and just letting them go at it because it's it's best practice that anyone's going to take away from it and that's exactly what we've got i, I think each each club will have their own problems um, that that goes without saying each club will have their own obstacles with the funding the the, the big the big asset for us and I, i've said this to you yesterday ben our, our biggest asset is also sometimes our biggest weakness in the fact of the sports and social club because um, they're obviously looking at one side of things. I'm pushing complete the, the, the football side of things. Um, but we're very fortunate that we've got a lease for a good number of years. Um, we, 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 can, we can show everybody the work that we've done and the wider reach to the community. But there's going to be lots of clubs out there. Uh, and I know one, 
one for definite that's local to us is Ollerton. Um, they're owned by the same uh, facility as us, which is uh, CISWO. Don't know if people have heard it. It basically stands for Coal Industry Social Welfare Organisation. So any any old pit land or pit property, once the pit ceases, the the land goes over to CISWO. They they control the land. They lease it to the sports. If a sports facility or sports club close, they can then go and put houses on it if they wanted to. Whilst a, whilst a sports club is flourishing, they can't do anything with it. Yeah, I, just on behalf of you know Ben and I, thank you very much for no, your insight because it's been fascinating. And and Lee as well, thank you for you know explaining what some of these grants do look like. Um, and hopefully, people that you know if they've been able to listen to clips or all of it, we uh, we hope that this is a benefit and you do get some funding, you know, in the in the short term. Yeah, as I said, Ollie, I think for me the, the the key thing for these for clubs, there's 180 million that's to be distributed over a four-year plan. The new FA strategy, it's there. Go and access it. Go on the go on the Football Foundation website. Follow the tabs. See what you can get hold of. All the supports there. And if if you're still unsure, keep contacting your county FA. They're there to support you. So. Yeah, the, the, go for it, definitely. The, definitely. The, the foundation as well, you can speak to somebody before you actually apply. Yeah. Because they'll, 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 they'll give you a straight no sometimes. No. They, they might ask you three or four questions. If you, if you can't answer those, sorry, you won't, get, you won't get funding for that. However, you might get funding for such and such. So rather than putting in the time and effort, perhaps sometimes it's prudent to, uh, to just speak to someone from the foundation before actually carrying out the application. Same way stand. Wise words. Thank yeah. you very much, guys. Thank you, gents. You're welcome. The Kitlocker.com Club Series Podcast. Podcast. Talking everything grassroots.